Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Gremlins 2, the new batch for the NES. Gremlins 2, the new batch, was developed and published by Sunsoft in North America in October of 1990, and then in Japan, December 1990. Oh. Which makes sense because the movie was released first here, so I'm guessing that's why. Yeah, you know, a tie-in. It makes sense. Although it it did come out after the movie, which we'll get to. Now, this was also released in PAL territories in February of 1991. So the next year, which wasn't too bad. Yeah. Now, this game was designed Yoshiaki Awada, who also did design work on uh, Batman and Batman Return of the Joker. Okay. And he did the character designs for Blaster Master. Mm. The music in this game was uh, by Naoki Kodaka, and they also did the music on Spy Hunter, Blaster Master, Platoon, Batman, and uh, Fester's Quest. Okay, wow. Uh, all all great soundtracks. All the way up through the Albert Odyssey series. So, Oh, wow, okay. Cool. He also did work on many other games, uh, but then in 2002, he left the games industry and went to teach at uh, Nagoya College of Music. Oh, wow, okay. Academic. Uh, but, of course, this game is based on the movie Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Mm-hmm. It is not a sequel to the Atari Gremlins game. <laughs> Have you ever played that? No. It's kind of the um, catch things falling from the sky game. Oh, okay. You have to catch Mogwai before they get to a burger. Okay. If you don't, they turn into an egg. Oh, no. Okay. And then uh, the next level is they're coming at you and you must shoot them before they reach the back of the screen. Oh, okay. Then repeat. Fair enough. No, this is based off of the movie, which is a sequel to the hit film Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Now, Gremlins 2 was released in 1990 and directed by Joe Dante and... It is a very interesting movie because it is uh, not only a sequel, but kind of a riff on sequels. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's interesting. As, from what I remember, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it. That's been a whole two days since oh, I've seen it. So yeah. I right. have a little more recent history, which we'll get to. Gotcha. Um, and it is a very different film than the first one. Right, right. The first one is more a straight-up horror comedy. Yeah. One of the few films that was responsible for the PG-13 rating. Right, right. It, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right, right. Back were, in the early 80s. Yes. They both had scenes of extreme gore or violence that wasn't rated R, but was definitely not PG. And I loved both of them. Well, I, I didn't see Gremlins when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I was young enough. I mean, I was old enough to know of it and want to see it. Right. My parents probably wisely told me I couldn't. My parents... My father unwisely took me to it. <laughs> well, I scared the crap out of me, but I still loved it. I, I saw it later when I was, I, you know, a few years later to where it wasn't, I, it was still kind of scary, but yeah. it, it was like, I appreciated the comedy too that came oh, through. Yeah. There was no know. comedy in it when I first saw it <laughs> right. to I, me. I wouldn't have got it either. Uh, I also had the McDonald's uh, tie-in, the little book with record oh, okay. series that you would get. Okay, okay. Uh, I loved those books. Had them for a while. I remember I had a double-sided poster that had Gizmo on one side and Ooh, Stripe on the yeah. other. Yeah, But the sequel is much more cartoony, much more family-friendly, and definitely a PG movie. Right, moving from, towards the... Kind of like Ghostbusters 2, right? Like definitely, yeah. Moving down the demographic a bit. Uh, this movie introduced a whole new set of gremlins. And uh, that was also due to the fact that Rick Baker came on to do the effects of this film. Yeah. And he was promised uh, he would get to design new gremlins instead of just making a ton of very similar ones. Right, with different outfits or something. Yeah, and these yeah. ones are just... They really go overboard in the ridiculousness. It's nuts, the stuff, yeah. And what's interesting is that uh, Joe Dante, the director, was given complete control. He was given final cut on this film. Man, that's and awesome. He was allowed to go as nuts as they wanted because they couldn't tie anyone down to direct this sequel. And he yeah. really didn't want to. Yeah, that's what I, I thought I remember hearing. Is like, he didn't really want to, but then what, they backed up the money truck and the <laughs> final yeah. cut, and he took it. And, you know, good for him. Agreed. Uh, I also saw this one in the theater. I think I did, too. Uh, did you see the Hulk Hogan scene? Yes. Then you saw it in the theater because the subsequent uh, home release did not had a different scene in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What was it? Do you know? Or? It was like the tape messed up. 
Oh, and just a malfunction. Or, yeah. Uh. Whereas if you saw it in the theater, the film uh, broke. Right. And, and then uh, the manager of the theater, because the Gremlins broke it, gets Hulk <laughs> Hogan to stand up and yell at the Gremlins. And, you know, even Gremlins, you have to respect the power of Hulkamania. They did. And the movie continues on. And then I don't think there's ever been another Gremlins game. Not that I know of. Uh, they're currently uh, talking about making a prequel series that's animated. So we'll okay. see if uh, that happens. Maybe spawn something. Where okay. where did the Mogwai come from? It's like a it takes place in like uh, China. Okay, you know, like in the forties, I'm guessing, or something, fifties. Who mm. knows? Young Mister Wing. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Cool. Hey, I I love Gremlins. I love Mogwai. I'm I'm down for any more or new Gremlins. Well, and if, you know, I don't know. It's not like I'm. <laughs> The backstory of gremlins holds is sacrosanct or something. You know what no, I mean? No, in fact, like, it's in fact the rules of the gremlins are so goofy that they even make fun of them in the second film. Right, because right. everyone knows you cannot feed a mogwai after midnight. Right, uh, it'll turn into a gremlin, or if you get it wet, it will multiply. Right, but like, what do they drink then? Right, and then what is wet on the inside or outside? And then, like they say in the movie, what if they're like in a plane eating yeah. and they cross over a time zone? How does that work? Come on, Mister Wing. I think he just made it up. Well, I don't know. It's possible. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Gremlins 2, the new batch? This is a overhead, a top-down action platformer. Like um, you pointed out, it's basically half of Blaster Master. Yeah, yeah. The less fun half. Yeah, well, that's that's Sunsoft, man. That's Yeah, I think they took the wrong message away from the success of Blaster Master. Well, they're, this is part of... You know, along with Fester's Quest, where it was like, why do you think this is the part people wanted? And not that it's their bad sections, but they're just, like you said, the lesser half. Mm-hmm. Now, this game does follow the story of Gizmo and his progression through the film. Right, right. Not any of the human characters. Although you do see them in the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. And as Gizmo, you can jump. And it's yeah. a surprisingly good jump for a third-person game. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, most games of this viewpoint don't have jumps. Because they're kind of tricky to deal with. Well, and not only that, but kind of superfluous in a way. But here, you're going to be doing a lot of it. So oh, at the end of this game, you're going to be doing <laughs> all of it. And the, so the jumping, yeah, it, it is it is pretty good. Yes. And then you also can attack. You have a thrown or projectile weapon. And it changes throughout the game. Yep. Every time you go to a new stage, you get a new weapon. And you start with a tomato. A or a bag of tomatoes, I'm guessing, because yeah. you have an endless supply of tomatoes to throw. You're just hunting down for Fozzie Bear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you lob it. It's a little slow, not very strong, the tomato. Mm, yeah, yeah. But like we said, you do get upgrades as the game goes on. Yes, sir. What is the first upgrade you get? Um, well, you the first, you will go from tomato to match. Oh, yeah, and then you shoot out a little fireball. Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool. And then from match, you go to paperclip, mm-hmm. which is uh, faster. Yeah, it's just a thrown little paperclip. And then from paperclip, you go to uh, bow and arrow. Yeah, which is the bow in the movie, right? That's yeah. made from a paperclip. And it's made from one of those weird, like, triangly paperclips. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Whenever I saw those paperclips after I saw this movie, I would try to steal at least one right. to then turn into this bow. We'd always make bows out of paperclips anyway, so, yeah. that, I mean, that really hit me when i remember seeing it i was like oh man like that's the perfect paperclip bow yes yes or bow paper yeah and uh you just shoot out a stronger straight projectile yeah uh which then finally upgrades to the flaming bow and arrow yep you shoot like i mean i'm guessing pencils or a pencil that's on fire or something uh, it's a pencil with white out on the end of it oh a bottle okay. of white out that has a rag coming out of it that you lit on fire awesome awesome chemicals man that's cool and then there are items that you do find in the levels ones that drop from enemies there is the pogo stick that's right yeah i'm not uh, sure where that came from or why that's in this game i was wondering if there was like one scene or something no in, not it, at all that's yeah the pogo stick is your invincibility and which is weird though because it also makes you bounce around it, yeah which is but you are invincible kind of hard to control you can still fall in holes right yes you can so you don't you want to avoid that but but it allows you to one hit kill any enemy that's on the screen yes uh then they also drop light bulbs Yep, which will kill everything on the screen. Because uh, another factor is that Mogwai and then therefore Gremlins hate bright light. Right, right. Sunlight will kill them. So watch, yeah. But uh, 
Apparently that also goes for any of the other bats or rats or creatures that are in these levels. Right, right. Because it will just it'll do one hit on anything. Yeah, it's great. Things that uh, like spiders that split into multiple parts, it will just do that initial hit, and there will be the two smaller spiders. Yeah, yeah. And there's also the time stopper, mm-hmm. which is a little clock that will stop time. Is there a timer in these levels? I don't think. It just not a mo- stops the movement of the creatures. Yes. Okay. So you can run by them. I don't remember seeing it too often, to be honest. And then every creature that you kill does drop an orb. Yes, a crystal ball. And that is the currency of the game. Yes, you use that to purchase items at Mr. Wing's shop. Which you'll find a little tiny gizmo-sized door just randomly in the levels. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, what? what's this little door? It's like being John Malkovich. Yeah, and then you just are <laughs> magically whisked away back to Mr. Wing's shop, who is dead in the film. Yeah, right? Like, That's what, how he ends up in the building that Billy Metzer works at. Yeah, because he refuses to Clamp, sell, Clamp uh, Co. headquarters. Clamp. Uh, yes. And... Hmm. So he sells you items from beyond the grave. And his in this ghost shop, you have three items to choose from each time you enter it, but they rotate. Yeah. I Is this set to the level? I think so. Okay. I, I kind of assumed so, but I didn't experiment, so... Uh, but yeah, you have a selection of several items you can purchase there. Uh, there's the balloon. Uh, the best item oh, in yeah. the entire game. Secret MVP. You might not think it at first. But uh, you should buy the balloon every chance you can. Yeah. Um, I, I, didn't I never had more that... than two at a time. I think I may have not bought one early on that I should have. Yeah, I, I didn't realize early on as well. But, but it at is... the last stage of the game, man, you want you want all the balloons. And what it what it does is that normally if you fall into a pit, you will take a little bit of damage and reappear. Um, wherever the ledge you started this pit sequence is. And sometimes, you know, you'll fall off a thing on a, a long jumping platforming section, and then it'll, it'll backtrack you all the way back. Yes. And it's really frustrating. But if you have the balloon, you'll emerge from that pit holding the balloon. Yeah. But then the bonus is that you can then fly around for a good three or four seconds. Yes, and You're, fly you should. Fly over gaps, but also over enemies. Yes, it's awesome because it can allow you to skip the... Most hair-raising parts of, of levels. Yes. Now you can also purchase a gizmo doll. Or as the manual calls it, a gizmo clone. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so, yeah. You cannot stick it in the back window of your car. <laughs> but it is a free man. Yes, it's a one-up. Which are useful unless you're cheating like I was. Right, because, well, it's something we haven't mentioned yet. This is a game that cruelly starts you with zero lives in reserve. It does. You have infinite continues, though. Yes. And a password. Yes. So that is nice. But yeah, you only start with with no lives. Yeah, it's really The weird. one you have. Yeah, yeah. And that one hit you got. Um, now, you can also buy yourself a heart because you start the game with three hearts. That's right. And each heart can take two damage. Yes. But you can also buy a fourth heart. And you should. Yes, you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can only have four total. You can never go beyond that. Right. And then if you buy a heart, one of the other nice things is that uh, it will... If you have a heart that's beating or hit, been hit once or twice, yeah, yeah, it will take that up to full and give you the next heart. Nice. Because there is a uh, heart bottle as well. Yeah, a little canister. And that will refill all your hearts. It will not do all your no, hearts. Sorry. It will refill a heart. You might think it will refill all your hearts, and so you buy it one time, like, hey, whatever, and it refills one heart. Yeah. And then you realize you've been had. Uh, although I've never seen it at the same time as our final item, and that's the power canister. And this is the one you must get. You need this. Because the power canister upgrades each one of those weapons that we talked about. Yeah. So tomato, you can't get it for the tomato. No, the tomato does not upgrade. Uh, but when you have the match and you get the upgrade, then you shoot fireballs not just forward, but left and right as well. Yeah, which, which is amazing. It's nice. It allows you to uh, fight the bats so much easier. Well, and you you can actually strafe kind of with it. So Yes, agreed. And you know I likes that. Um. The paperclip, it gives you a kind of a wedge spray, you know, maybe like a 30-degree angle off each side. Yeah, get a little. It's three, right? Yep, you get three total. Three. Yeah, very nice. Very. Then uh, with the bow, that's when you start getting your big upgrades with it. Yeah, because that's you're shooting a, a spread of five, right? Yes. Two 45 degrees and two 90 degrees almost. It's nice. You can cover a lot of ground. And then finally, once you have the fire bow, it upgrades it to the super fire bow, and it creates an explosion. Yeah, uh, similar to the fireballs, the charged up fireballs in 
Super C. Yeah, where it'll create a circle of explosions, which is great because that'll take care of almost any other creatures, and creatures can fly into it. Yeah, and it'll, you know, it hits multiple times, so even if you're fighting enemies that are tough enough to take it, it'll, it'll, it'll knock them down a peg or two. Yes. Well, Nick, this is Sunsoft. Kind of a spotty record for games, but a yeah. big proven franchise that has lots of merch, so... Tell me the manual is at least filled with some good pictures or drawings. Um, yeah. mediocre. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's a it is a very it's twenty pages. Mm-hmm. It's a very colorful manual. You have a lot of uh, you have a few screenshots, some item art, and the only real drawings are these little like they're like brown marker sketch. It's like as if the gremlins or oh. Gizmo drew the things. Yeah, yeah. I know because I looked at this manual because I was confused about some oh. of the things there. Okay, it's it's a weird manual and it has a lot of these like. Early 90s, late 80s, just like color forms in the background. Yeah, you know, it's like, or, here's a triangle with some it, lines through it. It looks like a trapper keeper or something. Like yeah, it. very much so. Um, you know, and it goes through the story where it recaps the movie premise, mm-hmm. which is, you know. Which is what, Nick? Um, okay, let me see if I can remember this properly. Uh, Mr. Wing refused to sell his house. The, the shop. The shop. Uh, to Clamp. To Clamp, who wanted to build Clamp Tower. Yes. But then Mr. Wing just dies or well, something? Well, he wanted to build an Asian tower. Oh, a commerce center. Gotcha. He already has Clamp Tower. Right. And uh, Wing dies. Yeah. So so they destroy his house and Gizmo escapes, but is found by a geneticist that works at the gene splicing laboratory mm. in the tower. They gotcha. rent out a floor of it. So he's in there. Yeah. And now then... he's one of the lackeys. The guy that runs it is Christopher Lee. Which oh, this right. movie is full of crazy cameos. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. So and then Billy. What's his name? Billy Billy Metzer. Metzer. Or Peltzer? Peltzer. That's it. Billy Peltzer. He works there. Yeah, he as well does as, art. Yeah, he does Forks art. And, and Phoebe Cates is a tour guide. Yes. So they're all there together in and the clamp. He overhears a pe- delivery man humming the Mogwai song. Oh, right, right. And he t- he's like, where'd you hear that? From the gene place. So he sneaks up there and rescues Gizmo. And that's where the game begins. Yeah, no. Kind of him letting you out, right? Well, technically, the game begins where Billy has to go on a date with his boss, so he leaves him in a drawer. Gizmo gets out of the drawer, and Gomez from the Adams family, uh, uh, Aston, yeah, uh, is fixing a water fountain that shoots water on him, and that's how the initial extra Mogwai are created. Okay, that, that, that's 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 kind of the beginning of the game. Right, right. Okay, okay. But um, other than that, okay, it goes through your controls, your major scenes, explanations, but it also. Is full of lies because there's a part where it claims that you get to start with three gizmos in reserve. Huh. I wonder if that got cut out to like counter rentals or something. You know what I mean? Because that is strange. And I'm not a a fan of that. It does have a a boss section with uh, screenshots of the bosses and stuff. Does Um, Does it give them like legit names? Well, it's really the same guy every time. It's Mohawk Gremlin. Mohawk Gremlin with machine gun and then mohawk spider gremlin well but you also fight lightning gremlin well and lightning gremlin but so all the other bosses <laughs> are just the same one right which is not stripe right it's a different no, gremlin I, so he's maybe mohawk. spike i don't they in the manual they just always call it mohawk gremlin right. but this is a weirdly translated uh manual because they use a lot of like it's I, I think it's fascinating where like it'll it'll talk about getting hearts and it's like use hearts to step up your life meter or these weird, vague, where it's like, I see what you're getting at, but you chose some bizarre words. And I don't know. For people who are total nerds, check it out. And by the way, there is no password or notes section at the end. Boo. Boo, indeed. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Gremlins 2, the new batch, the game? Um, <laughs> I remember renting this to my friends for a weekend. And I remember beating it and thinking, hey, whatever, it's fine. It was pretty easy. Whatever. Really? Remembering it fondly. Yeah. Um, wow. So, I, yeah, I, I was really surprised going back. I was lucky enough to play this game before it was released Ooh. at Nintendo Power Fest. Oh, Power Fest. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it was one of the games that really sticks out for me because I remember the, I thinking the graphics were so good. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. really looking forward to its release. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember renting it and being not as thrilled with its uh, gameplay. Yeah, I, in retrospect, I'm, I'm like, we must have had nothing else to do. Now, did and you it, ever attend Power Fest, by the way? No, no, I wanted to. I, I want to do an episode on Power Fest at some point or things like it because it was truly like amazing. I saw for a ten year old kid. 
Maybe eleven. I don't Thor, know. What's the guy named Thor Ackerland or whatever was yes. one of the winners. He I, he showed up on Reddit recently. I was reading some stuff by him, so he's uh, still he, out there. He won the first uh, t- tournament, I think. So or I, I just re- I remember that name being associated with it. But yeah, at that uh, at Powerfest, not only was there a tournament, uh, concessions, all that stuff, power pad competitions. Yeah, yeah. There was also an area that had games out there that were in partial stages or just hadn't been released yet. Prototypes and stuff. And you could go play them, and it was just like you felt like you were in the future. Yeah, it's awesome. Man. Then what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, well, I beat this game. As did I, but I also cheated a ton in the last couple levels. I did kind of. Like, I, I started to... I Okay, I saved state in between levels. Yes. Which at first I was like, it doesn't matter, you got a password. But then I was like, no, no, no. I need that power up. Even if you get the password, you're starting out with three hearts, your weapon's not charged. Yeah. So, and you don't have a bunch of crystal balls to spend. Not that it really matters. The the charged weapon is really the key factor you have to carry over. It's, yeah. Being able to shoot in any direction that's not just straightforward is a lifesaver. Well, and doing enough damage, too. You know what I mean? Like, you can do so much more damage to some of these enemies that some of these gremlins but um yeah in the last level there were certain points where i would i did safe state on the level because i was just sick of like just I'm doing it again yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. It. that's where i got to yeah. uh i think i played it like three times because it's a really short game yeah yeah uh if you knew what you're doing you could beat it in like 25 30 minutes i'm guessing yeah definitely if first if you can first try everything you know oh yeah uh, and then as i mentioned i made my family watch this film right right uh, my son had seen gremlins which uh was one of the highlights of my life because uh, the missus didn't remember any of it. Oh, gotcha. So the first like gory scene in the kitchen, <laughs> watching their reactions to what had just been like a goofy, fun kid movie <laughs> right, right. was amazing. What, with the blender? And, yes. Yeah, yeah. And the microwave and oh, all that. That's awesome. Uh, but then so the I hadn't shown my daughter it because she's only eight and I didn't want to give her the nightmares I had. Right, right. But this one's so much more kiddy. I just explained to her what the rules were premise of the yeah, first movie yeah we went into the second one and she really enjoyed this movie uh my son thought it was all right and i i enjoy it more now for its camp factor yeah and ridiculousness yeah. than i think i did as a kid i got you i always the big draw for me as a kid was like there's all these different types of like gremlins you know with, yeah yeah but you got and in my mind here in this game that's yeah. just pretty good well and, and, and like in my mind i was like and they all have different powers but it's like no a couple of them might but right most of them are just like well, i have goofy eyes or <laughs> i smoke a cigar <laughs> yeah that's my thing like okay cool pretty much Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would just like to start by saying that in some ways, I feel like this game was cut from the same uh, template or cloth as the Batman video game from Sunsoft. Oh, yeah. Where they took a property, a movie, Mm -hmm. and they really spent as much time and effort as recreating the cutscenes as they could. Yeah, the cutscenes look really good here. And then the sprites themselves are also pretty top-notch. It's just that the gameplay has nothing to do with the movie. No, not really. And sadly, in this case, it's not nearly as good as the gameplay in Batman. Right, man. I mean, uh, it's it. See, this is you know, like we mentioned earlier with Sunsoft, right? They showed up. You got Batman. You know, they have made some games before, but they really started kicking into high gear in the late '80s with Batman and Blaster Master. And you're like, yeah. wow, these are great games. These and guys they, are going to be on top. And they really focused up on the overhead levels of Batman, or I'm sorry, of Blaster Master. Yes. Why? I don't know, because while they're not horrible, but it's just those are the scenes where all the frustration lies. And right. <laughs> so here they're like, all right, we're going to do you one better. It's not just going to be the overhead levels. We're going to put jumping in. Why? Like if they wanted to make right. a platform, why didn't they just make it side scrolling? And the, like the last half of this game is like 70 percent jumping. I, it's almost all it's it sucks, man. Like I, I want to shoot some stuff sometimes, but they're always in these little corners and then oh, back to jumping. Like it's it is very frustrating. And it's a bummer because for the most part, the music's pretty good. Yeah. And the cutscenes are amazing. Like they do a great job of capturing the likenesses of uh, the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. And then the gremlins, uh, a lot of the sprites are not the best animated. Yeah. But you can definitely tell which gremlin they're supposed to be. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is the magician gremlin or, you the, know. The bat gremlin. Yeah, yeah. 
and and it all fits like uh and the graphics are really good like yeah the the layouts like the backgrounds of your levels are not very very varied but you know the offices look cool things look pretty mm-hmm. nice yeah yeah i would just wish there was more not jumping in them <laughs> like right <laughs> like uh, give me a little space to shoot some stuff and feel cool for once instead of just nope you fell down to especially do it because towards the end you get like weapons that are more fun to shoot like you don't have to be dead facing straight on you can you can strafe you can shoot from an angle yeah, yeah. from around corners you can do stuff but there's there's nothing to use it on not really or you know it, it'll it'll frequently put you in these uh positions where okay here's an enemy that's shooting at me and i want to shoot at it but i have to do all these jumps to get somewhere and then keep you know what i mean like it's why why did you do this i don't know why overhead jumping like this like this really yeah i don't know and they really doubled down on it too and that would have been so horrible, but the life system, the hearts, uh, are so hard to come by in this game. Well, yeah, There's okay. one shot per level. They give you one shot per level, and you can only purchase one item. So you have to choose. Do you want a balloon? Do you want another heart? Do you want to refill a heart? Like, even if they let you buy all three. Yes, which, which you, you should. Which I would want. I would if I could, you know what I mean? Like, but it would still be kind of insufficient <laughs> in many ways yeah. because... When you're buying the only lives you have, you start with zero lives. Why? Why? That's just mean, man. Like, yeah. Because the the best thing about the gizmo is that if you or the extra lives is that if you die, you don't have to start the whole level over. Right. They're making you start over and over unless you bought one of those. Ugh, I don't know. If it weren't for the balloons, this game would be totally just like a nightmare. Well, so much of this game feels like the very last level of Batman when you're going up that shaft yes. and you're like okay it's just a bunch of jumps it's not really fun and I don't get to fight but at the end but that's like the whole game almost it's it's, uh, it's so frustrating because it looks great and the and the music's really good yeah I mean your uh, gizmo is great is wonderfully animated super cute yeah yeah it, it's gizmo it looks awesome I would like to do more things with gizmo than fall into bits yeah I really thought that perhaps part of my problem playing this as a child was just my impatience yeah. And I was like, well, now I'm an adult. I can, you know, take my time. I can really get through this game. No sweat. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, patience only works for the first couple levels because then the jump-a-thon begins. And then it's just Ugh. bizarre twitch, you know, angles you got to jump at. That A lot of diagonal jumps to platforms, moving p- platforms. Conveyor belt platforms. Yeah, platforms with lightning around them. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other part is that the, the level's design suffers by the end of the film because there's so many, like, hazards. You don't actually get to see anything cool. It's just, like, an endless amount of, like, obstacles. Yeah. Not much background at all. Just a field of stress, man. Like, the levels do a job of making it feel less linear. Like, the way they kind of twist around or uh-huh. they'll have these, like, dead ends. Like Because I remember thinking it, you know, in retrospect before we came back. I thought that it was a little more exploratory, but it's not really. It's no. just it's a very linear path, and then sometimes there's a little offshoot where the shop is. Or perhaps like a dead end that is really only goes as far as the edge of the screen, but you just didn't realize that until you right. go over there. Yeah, just a little bit. But So, I don't know. I, I just, when I think back to thinking this game was easier, it was like, oh, I can beat it on a rental, no problem. Like, <laughs> Right. I think it was just, you know, when you're like 10 years old, you can you got, beat you your head against the one same One game, wall. you and your friend taking turns. You got a password, so even if you stop, you can always keep coming back. And I, I can just imagine we must have brute-forced our way through it, but ugh, I don't know. I don't either. More power to you, though. All right, folks, this is the level-by-level level portion of our show. And really, with this game, there's not much to talk about in these levels besides the enemies. Yeah, I mean, there are various office building rooms, I guess. Um, in... Well, in the first stage, and each stage is like 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and then boss, if there's a boss. Yeah, yeah. There's usually two parts. Uh, in the first stage, you are just in the office building, and you're going through between cubicles and stuff. Working your way up, you're armed with a tomato. You fight some giant tomatoes, which is weird. Yeah, I was like, is this Attack of the Killer Tomatoes crossover? Maybe. Is I'm that not... supposed to be from like a herbologist lab or something yeah it's has something to do with the vegetable serum that the vegetable gremlin took gotcha okay yeah and then you also fight what there's bats but the worst are the mice or the the rats they are fast and it and it's hard to aim that tomato at them (laughs) yeah you can shoot diagonally but it is very hard to get that diagonal well and it's something that is really hard to do but in some spaces it can help where 
if you can manage to let off it right, if you're doing diagonal and you tap it, like he'll stay facing that way. Yes, I've noticed that. But it's I could not. I, it was not. It was not a skill. I was like. I'll do this. It was just usually a thing that sometimes happens. There were spots where I was like, I want to do this here, but it's going to take me five tries to. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it. There's a yeah. There's one gremlin later on that I almost couldn't figure out how to destroy because of it's the only way to get them. I think. Right, right. But yeah, one 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 two is slightly larger. Um, I think the, this is the first area we have a lot of these moving platforms. Moving platforms. Now Which, we got spikes. They're not as bad as I was expecting. No, when it's just a platform, you know, you just know? by itself. You can usually gauge the distance, and you have enough, a little more jump than you would imagine. Yes, you do. Which have is, a, thank goodness, and and it's very controllable. Yes. So these areas, you kind of lulled into a false sense of security with that jump. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the backgrounds, you you do get some. This is where you first see some cool desks. Or I yeah. think that might even be Billy's desk, but I don't know. Is there a drawing of uh, his hometown on it and a potted plant in the garbage? Because that's what happens in the first scenes with him in the movie. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know, maybe. Um, but that's one, too. Really, you just go through. These levels are very easy, and there's no boss in the first one. No, and you don't even realize you're, like, at the end of it. You just get to an area, and it's like, ding, ding, ding. Music happens, and it fades away. Yeah, I think there, sometimes you'll just get to a room, and, and you'll see, like, a weapon pop out, like a match or something. And that's what's and, at the end of this one is, like, you found oh, the match. Yeah. And then that's it. Then you get to move on to stage two. Good job. Now, of course, I think they did a good job where, you know, they do follow – gizmo's journey in the movie fairly well because in the first stage you don't find any gremlins do you no no because there have not been any gremlins made yet right right they're just other mogwai that have now left mm-hmm. or are torturing mm-hmm. you and at the end of the very beginning they stick him into a air vent as they go off to find food oh right and then this is where you pick up yeah and then you are now in this air vent yeah which is lined with electrical i guess barriers and yeah. there's there's spiked balls that move around and the spike balls are really, they're like the least of your problems in this game. Nice and slow. The ones that move on a, you know, linear path. Um, Bats and mice and stuff. But you do have your first gremlins in this level. Well, in 2-2, two, two, I think, yeah. Yeah, and that's just the, the hopping gremlin, I think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this is where, too, the skateboarding one comes in. Okay. I'm not sure. There's a couple, like, very disposable types of gremlins, you know. So, yeah, it's the second half of it that has all of the new gremlins in it. You've got the... The, the smoking gremlin. Which I don't remember. Not from the movie, but from the... Or maybe I just wasn't interpreting it as a smoking gremlin. Well, know? he's got a... He's the one that shoots a little fireball that comes out at a weird angle. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it arcs down and then shoots across. Yeah, I always thought of that one as... Um, he's got a little cigar in his mouth. I got you. Okay. I didn't realize that's what they were going he, for. He was also, I think, the bucktooth gremlin, if, that, if you remember him in the movie. Hmm. Not the googly-eyed one. Right, right. But, yeah. Well, this level is where, I mean... And you have the, the, the skater one, you have the beanie one, and the one that's, that's like the ape, like the jumps forward. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, the fast little ones. Or not the fast, they're just like little ones that bounce around. Little guys. Yeah, this here has one particular spot because, you know, now you've already started encountering these weird, just like diagonal jumps with these checkerboard kind of patterns with pits and spikes, and, you know, you're, yeah. you're bobbing and weaving, and then you'll get to one corner where there's one of those smoker gremlins. Yeah, I hated that. I mean, if you don't have a balloon, if you have a balloon, you can just pit past it or, or I mean, balloon past, you know. I guess you have to, like, hit him at a weird angle, but I was never able to get to it. Like, I couldn't ever hit him. If you can land on this one, you know, because he's on a on a single tile, basically, yeah. out in the middle of a pit with one diagonal from him. So it's really hard to hit him, you know, unless you can master that. If you can land and get it diagonal, you might Which be able to I hit I could him. not. I, just, I had to balloon past him. Yep, me too. I couldn't do it in time. After that, it's not too bad. Um, just more of the same, pretty much. Yep, more gremlins. Shoot them, fight them. But at the end of this level, you do have your first boss. That's right, which is just the mohawk gremlin, right? Um, and He just, like, claws at you. Well, what's cool is, uh, you know, the gremlin is in his cocoon, and it hatches right, in the right. cutscene, and then you get to fight him. And, uh, yeah, he's just like a big gremlin. I don't even know if he has the spike, isn't but he's really easy because he just kind of like runs around. He'll run to a spot, run to a spot. I don't know if it's like two to one, two to one, right? Or if it's what the pattern is. But then he'll stop and claw in front of him, no matter what's in front of him. Yeah, or and not. that's when you open up. With, then you can shoot at him. Yeah, because you'll have your you have the match now. So mm-hmm. and you can shoot while you're moving around. Kind Hopefully of. you have the spread on it. Hopefully, yes, please. Because then you don't. And it's much easier because you can just be running the whole time. Because he is pretty quick when he does his first two jump movements. Yeah, yeah. But if you just keep moving, he'll never get to you. And keep moving, you should. 
I don't know how many times you have to hit them, but it did seem like more times than I thought. Right, yeah. A life meter would be nice. It would be. Uh, but once you've defeated this uh, enemy, you will get a paper clip. Oh, yeah. Time to file. And then, yeah. And then you get to move on to stage three. Which is kind of the, I guess, the TV studio. You know, you, yeah. right away, you know, you're kind of going through some boxes. There's lots well, of spikes. The grandpa from Monsters, he ha- oh. hosts a cable yeah. late night movie show. But he always wanted to be a newsman. That's his character. That's right. I forgot. And this, this, this level takes place in the studio where they shoot his late night movie monster show. Okay, okay. Uh, it's a very jumpy spike you were getting. Well, now there's spikes. It's all about the spikes introduced in this one. And the ball and chain. And the ball and chain spike, which I didn't realize for the longest time that you can jump over the chain part of the right. ball and chain. Sometimes you have to later. You yeah, know? well, yeah, I know. That's, that's how I figured it out. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, as you go through this twisty, it's like you go through a kitchen, you'll see lots of lights and cameras. And then I think we get the bat gremlin for the first time in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially like towards the end where there's like the grave graveyard set. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the mines appear in this one. Like the little, bo- like the, where they like move towards you and explode and they say bang. Oh, yeah, bomb. yeah. You want to blow them up. You can blow them up before they move. Yes. So, but which... also they only go a certain distance before they explode. So you can usually outrun them. Right. If you have to. And then in 3-2 is where they introduce conveyor belts, lava. <laughs> yeah, really ramps Drills, up like what, now, lava is not a one-hit kill, which is nice. That's true. But the conveyor belts are the worst part the new of all the new introductions. They are. It's um, There's a very, very tricky timing when you're about to fall off one edge of it. You know what I mean? Like, anytime, I don't know, I always had to just be, like, ready. You have to start hitting. If you're jumping onto a, say, one square... You just jump again. Of conveyor belt. You have to. You have to nail it right away, or it will. You will fall off, and it's it, it's no fun. Yeah, this is where I started safe stating, like right after particularly tricky jumping spots, where I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Gotcha. Yeah. Especially there's some areas in here where you have to jump over obstacles while the platform's moving. Yeah. Those can be a little tricky. Yes. Yes, they can. Uh, but you can get through all these areas, and then at the very end. You have your boss. Uh, you are somehow from here get to Mr. Clamp's office. Right, right. Well, that's got like a piano at the end of the level or something, right? Where yeah. you just walk up and then... And then you get to fight the electric gremlin. Oh, yeah. A gremlin that is the power of Shazam. Or he's zapping around. He's super cool. Yeah. Um. He, he kind of... He moves around and then shoots a, a little projectile that will explode into four. But like, I didn't... You don't always take damage from it or something? I couldn't figure it out because I, I swear I was getting hit by it sometimes but not getting I, hurt. I know. I was not dodging, but this guy was easy because it seemed like if you just stand kind of close to him, the you know, since the, the, the projectiles all go out at diagonals and they will always, almost always miss me. Yeah. I was taking some damage, I guess, from him, but not as much as I was dishing out because I took him down easy. Yeah, so did I. Um, and you get one of the best cutscenes after that where they recreate the part where he gets pulled into the phone right and then call waiting and then he gets stuck on hold what a great joke you can see his little face in there in the screen and then what's cool is later on in some of the levels you can see his face on the screens in the level like in tvs and stuff yeah good good touch sunsoft now from there you move on to stage four no new gremlins here no this is (laughs) it does start off not too bad you are getting it's not so much the platforming but platforming while enemies are around yeah, and then that's a big problem is that this also is the level where the, the grabbing hands, I think, appear. Oh, they're the worst. They're Yeah, the gremlin arm comes out of the floor, and you don't see it. Like, if it's right on the other side of a pit, it almost always will get you. You have to, like, jump at a weird angle to get past it. And then they also shoot out a projectile. Yeah, it, I don't know what they're throwing something at you, but they're whatever. Whoever that arm belongs to is a stone-cold jerk. I hate them. I hate them a lot. This level does have a split path where you can go... You take an upper path to get the, the shop, or if you want to go through a nightmarish hellscape of platforming, you can go the other way. I don't know. I don't know why you would. It does have one tricky part, though, if you take the top path where you curve down because uh, you'll see the the magician gremlin. Oh, yeah, that makes little... Uh, for some reason, he makes tornadoes. Well, he turns into a tornado and shoots out top hats all oh, over. Oh, that's what it is. He turns into a tornado and shoots top hats. <laughs> Which normally isn't that bad, but sometimes, I don't know, it just will keep going. He won't stop spinning, and, and you're just sitting there like, well, what's going on? It's been like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, it seems to be a random time. I don't know. It's rough. And then gets rougher with some conveyor belt spiked platforming lined on either side with electrical floors. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, this is where they really are like, hey, guess what? 
it's all conveyors and jumping. And then the, the final part is even worse because you've got this horrible diagonal jump you got to do between two conveyor belts yeah, that are both pointed at spikes next to pits. Yeah. And it's a triple threat. Like when you get there, I didn't even realize I could make that jump. Like I didn't realize that was a, a, a possibility. I feel like the until guy. I, until I was like, I guess I have to. That's the only option. This is like the guy who made Ghosts and Goblins sneak into this game yeah. somehow. Where he's like, no, 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 trust me. And then the final path is just one long conveyor belt where you have to jump over uh, rows of fire. But then at the end of each one is at least one of those arms. Yeah, it's it sucks so bad. This is where I started to kind of pick up this technique where it's like, okay, your jump's way farther than you think. So yeah. you have to like jump, watch your shadow, and then stop so that you don't, you know what I mean? Because well, like, when you fall. shoot as you jump, it does like put a break in your momentum for a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it breaks how far you jump, but it screws up my timing every time. I just I remember this last sequence for doing a lot of like where it'd be like jump and I'd be like all right stop pressing forward so right. you fall down and then jump because oh a full jump will land you right on the lightning and then it's so annoying that the very very final one has like the worst arm right there <laughs> there's two of them but if you can jump slightly to the corner and run past it you'll just get to the whatever that point that breaks the level and it says it's over it's like just get me through here please yeah and then you move on to four two and if you didn't like conveyor belts I'm sorry. Well, you're playing the wrong game, brother. Yeah, because this is all conveyor belts. I mean, there's some a couple long corridors which are like the nicest part because you just you can know you can shoot these. Uh, you finally weapons. I the can jumping use gremlins. Them. Yeah, but it's like conveyor belts into lightning over pits. Then fire. This this had one section where I, I just as soon as I saw it, I was like, nope, balloon. Yeah, where balloon. It's like it. there's a field of light of of fire on the floor with a uh, a ball and chain swinging around i got Why through would... most of that and then it was like i broke me was the part right after that where it's a moving platform and a bunch of conveyor belts that just don't put you in the direction to go to that i just couldn't deal with it yeah no it's it is where it, this is the point where it's like if you haven't started already start cashing in those balloons man yeah you really 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 need to but it doesn't let up more fire more spikes, more moving platforms, and all the same gremlins you've seen. There's no new gremlins going to be introduced at this point until you get to the boss. That's right. And this boss is what the Mohawk with machine gun, right? Well, it's interesting because you enter like a little arena. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and they're all like taunting you, and then the spike gremlin drops down. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a machine gun now. He means business. And I meant business. <laughs> the business of I don't care I just wanted to like I couldn't really move around much so I just stood where I was and shot him as much as I could you were able to just trade punches then and or? I just trade punches I got down I think I lost two hearts total okay, okay. and that was it and I was I was fine with that this one I don't know if when I got here I didn't have enough life I do recall like he switches positions a lot and shoots so it's you know you can dodge it it's not too bad Right, but there's spikes on the floor. Yeah. That's why I didn't jump around because I was like, I'm just getting hit by the spikes. There's no I, point. I'm I, just yeah. going to stand still. This was the one that was the most frustrating for me because I wasn't able to just – like I actually did have to dodge around. I don't know if I didn't come here with enough life, but I do remember it being a little tough, but nothing really bad. No. Uh, you defeat this jerk, and you move on to the final level, level five. Yeah, which is only one part, the five one. And uh, if you didn't like the spikes, the lava, or the jumping, or the conveyor belts – I'm very sorry. You were about to meet your reckoning. Because is... there is almost no chunks of land this this entire level. <laughs> it's a very poorly built building um, that you go through. It's covered in lava, pits, conveyors, spikes, drills, electrical. You know, it's not up to code. No, it is not. Um, and really, there's like nothing really to say that's not just going to sound like we're repeating the exact same phrases here. Well, luckily... Mr. Wing's shop is near the end. I think you can buy a balloon there. You can. Thank I goodness. used as soon as this was another spot when I rounded the corner, and I just saw all these small conveyor islands out in the sea of nothingness, and I was like, "Nope, it's balloon thirty, and I just skipped on by, and it will take you all the way to the end of the level and the final boss. Yeah, because luckily there's no five two. Yeah, luckily. Because at this point, what would it even be? What's left? It'd be like <laughs> nothing but platforms with spikes. We'd be like, just figure it out. It's just jump faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, well, it's the same striped gremlin you saw before, but now he has drank the horrible spider potion. Yeah. And, and he has grown legs. Legs of a spider. So he's kind of like a spider gremlin centaur. Yeah, like, a, or for the D&D players out there, a drider. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but it's awesome. He looks good here. He looked awesome in the movie. I thought it was super creepy and cool. Mm-hmm. 
and that's a cool the cutscenes leading up to this are cool he looks great um as far as a boss fight goes maybe the easiest uh perhaps the the, the, the nicest one of all if you have a charged up fire bow it destroys him because you just have to shoot him you stand in the middle like he'll he shoots at you and he will you know kind of move down but not he telegraphs all of his movements and the only the only you're, you're kind of trying to fit in between his spider legs because he's large he takes up yeah most of the screen from side to side and will just move down and move back up and uh pretty easy i did see a thing where i guess i don't know if it was a prototype or the japanese version but there there's an invisible wall behind him so you can't get behind him okay but, and one of the early ones that you could and just get up there and gun him down from behind. Well, I mean, I didn't have any trouble just <laughs> Not that it's hiding between his front two legs and shooting him. Yeah, it's like I'll take a shot and maybe two before you die. Yep. Uh, once you've defeated him, you get a truncated version of the film ending. Yeah, where Billy picks up the phone and hits the call waiting and the lightning gremlin shoots out. Now, in the movie, their neighbor uh, from the first film oh. uh, is in this one. He's come to visit. Okay. And he also helps. He sh- sprays the crowd with water. I was going to say, I thought I remember there being some water involved. Or, yeah. You know, if it was like sprinklers or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then what's amazing, though, is that you get a nice 8-bit rendition of those gremlins melting. Oh, yeah. And it looks good, man. You even get one that, like, like the, stumbles yeah, forward a few slowly, steps yeah. and then melts away. It It's awesome. Yep. I agree, man. It looked great. There is a truncated uh, credits Oh, with right. fake with pseudonyms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's not really much story, you know? It just nope. kind of ends. That is the and then and then the end. The end. Well, this is it. The review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Which I gave a 3.0. Okay, I went with a 4.0. I, I look at it now, I, I to, I'm going to bump it up to 3.5. I think that's probably where it should be. Um, you know, like we said, the music is good. There's one song that's super catchy. I, I, there's a couple I, I actually like, but I there's just it's the same thing with the graphics. Sprites all look good, but the variety is where not a lot of variety. And the sprites, like we said, are really nice. Uh, not the best animated, except for True. you. True. And the cutscenes, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like when Billy gives that thumbs up. Like I yeah. watched it over and over. I was like, man, that just looks cool. Yeah, I mean, and to make these characters look like them, like you know, they did the same thing with Batman. Yeah, the cutscenes, yeah. you're like, oh, that looks just like the actor and actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did that in this game. And, and so they had, like, artists with skill involved. I just don't know if they had level designers with right. skill involved. <laughs> I don't know. Well, something. Uh, now we have Play Control, which I gave a 2.5. I went with a 3.0. You know, I could see that because it's not really bad, especially for having a third-person perspective with a jump in there. Well, that- I mean, you're only doing two things. You're jumping and shooting. But your jump is really good. It's just that I wish I didn't have to use it in life-threatening. I don't know. It's just so much. Like Yeah. My biggest problem is that shooting, you always had to be facing directly onto a thing. Mm-hmm. And from this perspective of a game, it made you know maneuvering to shoot an enemy yeah. kind of awkward a lot of the time. It, it does. Following that, we have Challenge Factor. I went with a 4.0 here. That's what I gave it. Even though you have Unlimited Continues... The brutalness of the life system and restarting the stage is just, it's not fun. It's that repetitive kind of, you just have to do it till you do it perfectly, and then you never come back. Never Over again. and over. And then finally we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.0 here. As did I. I mean, I wanted it to be higher because you do go through a lot of the levels that mimic the parts of the movie, but they just become so nothing for the last three. Well, and it's, the theme's pretty good, but it's, you know, the the gameplay is just so, like, repetitively difficult at the end. Like, the Without, jumping. like, the fun aspects of shooting anything. Yeah, give me a, to, just give me a little break to shoot some stuff for 10 or 15 <laughs> seconds every right. now and then. Like, come on. I agree entirely. So finally, Nick, should you play this game? I'm going to say no. I agree. It's just not that much fun. Um... I don't even know if you could make a game out of Gremlins that is fun. Like, what would you? What would be the actual Gremlins game? I man, I don't know. Like maybe something going like you know something a little closer to the Ghostbusters two, 
Game Boy, maybe. You know, where right. you're going floor to floor. There's less jumping, more shooting. I, I don't know. I, There's just, I don't know if the concept of Gremlins lends itself to a video game. I mean, it, this is this is one you're probably better watching just because then you can appreciate the Yeah, graphics, watch the movie the and then music. watch the Key and Peele sketch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, that's really what you should do instead of playing this one. Agree that. Next week's game will be Wario Land. Super Mario Land 3. For the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That is right. And Gremlins Defenders. I mean, Gremlins 2, the new batch for NES Defenders. I know you're out there and I know you want to rip me a new one and you can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or maybe you're just a Gremlins Defender and you love that first Gremlins Atari game. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe, like me, you briefly worked at the WB store at a mall (laughs) and you're mad because all of the managers took home the gremlins that were hiding in the rafters when they stopped doing it. But none of them actually cared about the gremlins like you did. No. Uh, If maybe you still have one of those gremlins, let me know uh, at Facebook, uh, (laughs) Cartridge Command, or on Twitter at Cart Command. But of course, we must thank those wonderful and fine folks to give to us every week at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is uh, those wonderful folks that make this show possible. They're awesome. They're awesome, awesome, awesome. They are awesome. They are the reason this show can happen, Uh, you know. They pay for our hosting fees, our mm-hmm, gas mm-hmm. money to get across this big state of Ohio to record together. Oh, so coolioso. And uh, if you like the rapport we have and want us to keep it in person, then perhaps you should give us $1 to $5 or 1000 depending <laughs> on your financial situation. Yeah, yeah. It's sliding scale, of course. Very much so. But we're happy if we even get $1 from you because, uh, you know, that just shows that you care and that you like our product we put out and you're willing to back us to, you know, bring you more. Yeah. Thank so, you. For all of those that do and all of those that are about to, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game game on. on! It's definitely worth watching. It's a weird movie.